Good morning, brethren. Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away. It's John chapter 18, verses 12 and 13. Now Jesus and 11 of his disciples had gone to the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives, and Jesus separated himself from them for a time to be alone with his Father. He fervently prayed to God for himself for his disciples and for all believers, as he knew the time appointed was come when he must submit to the power of darkness in men who would very soon take him to be crucified. Mm -hmm. Now a great multitude, likely many hundreds with weapons, came to detain Jesus. Weapons of men are of no effect in the kingdom of God where the saints wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the most perfectly meek, humble, and nonviolent man in the history of the world. He had never exhibited violence of any kind. Those who came to lead him away carried weapons, swords and staves, as men will do in their attempts to cement their power and authority over circumstances and over those they wish to intimidate and subdue. It is good for us to know, brethren, that then and now only Christ has all power in heaven and in earth. They brought torches and lanterns to search for Jesus in the garden. But men's lights have no utility in the kingdom of God. They cannot illumine the things unseen. And the eyes of the rabble even under a full moon, were blinded to Jesus' presence. Now Jesus willingly went out to meet the enemies come to take him, obediently entering into God's purpose. Jesus offered himself up, saying, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said, I am he. For a moment, unveiling his majesty as the power and glory in his words drove the entire band of men sent to arrest him, falling backward to the ground. A preview of the time when every knee will bow to Jesus. Perhaps our Lord was offering to these men an opportunity to reassess the condition of their unbelief. Right here, at this moment, every man has a chance to rethink their involvement in the mission to detain the Son of God. They saw a man, yet did not recognize him with their eyes, Two, they were spiritually blind, not perceiving the Messiah, though he stood before them, shining brightly, as the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Something more than the light which nature supplies is needed to discover and discern the person of Jesus Christ. From now on, Jesus must allow himself to be led away by sinners and submit to the ordinances of men, even unto his death. So Jesus consented to be bound and led away and that the prophecy would be fulfilled. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he open up not his mouth. Jesus must endure this shame and what was to follow, that he would complete the mission God gave him. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. 
In Jesus, God would prepare himself a sacrifice to be offered to atone for all the sins of all men for all time. And now God's final preparation of the sacrifice, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, had begun. So Jesus was bound and led away. But they are mistaken about his humiliation. Jesus is in control, and this humiliation, this gall that he had as yet tasted in measure, he would soon drink in full, it being a part of his greatest victory. It must be a part of his suffering, which would be complete, reaching its fulfillment when Jesus, the spotless Passover lamb, was finally slaughtered as unclean at a place without the camp, beyond the gates of the city of peace, the city containing the temple of God, and died on a cross between two common criminals. His enemies celebrated what they thought was their triumph over Jesus, but in reality, the complete opposite had occurred. As Satan suffered the defeat that day, as Jesus, while at his weakest point on the cross, defeated death, over which men have no power, and he destroyed the works of the devil. The real and only victory that day was made complete according to the working of God's mighty power. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Those things wrought by the greatest victory in the history of the world were not visible to men. This was a victory often by faith, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. God's faith possessed of Jesus Christ was perfect. On the cross, Jesus must for the first time be separated from his Father and trust by faith that he would not remain abandoned. Jesus must be forsaken by God so that men, once forever apart from God, might never again be apart from him. Jesus must be bound and led away so that men would by his death be forever unbound from the cords that kept men enslaved in chains of bondage to sin and to death, that we, once captives, could be led to freedom, that through his death Christ might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage so that we might receive God's gift of everlasting life. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Christ's blood redeemed men and invalidated forever Satan's accusation before God that all men are guilty of trespass and should perish with him. And because Jesus was bound and led away to be crucified, God's faith that enabled Jesus to trust fully in the Father and overcome the world could be given also to all those who believe. We declare Christ's death to be our life. He who once allowed himself to be led to his death, we now claim as our leader unto a life everlasting. Let us praise and thank God for his mercy and grace for making a way to restore all men into his fellowship, which is our rest. Brethren, we have come to this table this morning in a posture of faithful obedience to show the Lord's death till he come. We remember he is the perfect sacrifice that rescued us from hopelessness. We come here fully assured our sins have been taken away by Jesus' death and sacrifice. 
that he is the perfect and last sacrifice God would ever require. And we do this till he come. Confident he will return with power and great glory in that day. Let us thank God for his great gift of salvation through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. And now I'd like to say a a prayer. Heavenly Father, thy word have we hid in our hearts. And we are faithful to come humbly around your table this morning to remember the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whose body was broken on the cross to free men from sin and death. We thank you and praise you for your gift of of salvation through his sacrifice and for your grace affording us honor as your heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We thank you for the promise of Jesus Christ's return the source of all our comfort in hope. Father, we pray that you will impart to us strength sufficient unto the day to suffer and live as did Jesus as we seek to please you in all that we do and bring honor and glory to your name. Lord, we ask for your blessing on our assembly and on each of us as we come with a clean conscience to your table. And we ask that you would bless the bread and juice we will receive to your glory. We thank you for your goodness and mercy and for your love towards us always. We pray these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Amen.